Here we are. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Wow. On the left, we have Melanie. Here she comes. <laughs> She's got big old <laughs> muscles. <laughs> I'm ready. She's from Finland. She has a hockey stick in her hand. She's going to smack you upside the head with that hockey stick. <laughs> Look, she has no teeth because she's playing playing hockey too large. <laughs> okay, maybe taking it a little too far. <laughs> On the other side, we have Andre from Brazil. Pew, pew, pew. He's always wearing a bathing suit because it's always hot down there. <laughs> He's going to blind you with his stunning looks and his fancy sunglasses. Pew, that also have laser vision. Fight! Wow, are we battling each other, Andre, now? um, I mean... <laughs> Sounds like it. I don't know, but I quit. And welcome to Puffcast, your Harry Potter happy place. This is episode 51 on February 16th, 2022, and I am Melanie. And I'm Juliana. And this week we have a very special guest, our favorite wand maker in the entire world. You know him. You love him. We all love him so much. It is Andre. Andre. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice to have you back. Wow, I mean, it's lovely to be back here. I was so excited. Yeah, you just have the best wand lores and the best theories, I think, too, Andre. And we just love you as a person. <laughs> You're just such a nice, sweet human being. Also, probably our most read emails that we have are from yes. you. So. Yeah, I think it's a record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyone who's a regular listener to this podcast knows Andre's name very, very, very well at this point. And yeah. It's yeah. great. We we can't thank you enough for your participation too, Andre. Well, every time I hear my name, I, I get so excited and so happy. Even when I don't send an email and I was just randomly mention it, it's yeah. so nice of you. <laughs> also when we are going on other podcasts to be guests on we sometimes just randomly mention you so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i feel so welcome and loved <laughs> thank you so much we we love you so much we can talk a little bit more about that later but what i still want to say before we actually jump in to further discussions i actually want to say happy two days late istvan paiva istvan paiva <laughs> which is the valentine's day just that in finland we are actually calling it the friendship day and i think this is actually perfect because we are having our favorite Andre on this episode that is one of our favorite friends. So, happy Friendship Day, everyone. Istvan Paiva. Istvan Paiva. Istvan Paiva. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing both very well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, well, Andre, since you've been with us before and you very highly participate in the podcast itself, a lot of our listeners probably know a lot about you already. But just as a refresher, would you like to give us your fandom ID? And then I have also asked you to prepare an acrostic poem for us. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So my ID, my preferred pronouns, it's he, his. My house is the best one. Hufflepuff house, of course. (laughs) 
my Patronus is our Rottweiler, big black dog. Mm -hmm. But after listening David's episode, if I have mm. to choose a Patronus, I will choose a Quokka. <laughs> a Quokka? What's that? Yeah, it's like a, a little small beaver and he's so cute. And my wife uh, always says when I laugh, I, I look like a Quokka. <laughs> I'm gonna send you his picture later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my wand is a Aspen Woods wand with dragon core. And my favorite food that's not pizza, because it is pizza, my favorite food, <laughs> I would say it's a lasagna because it's kind of a stacked pizza, pizza pile. <laughs> so I think I'm cheating, but <laughs> it's my second favorite food. You're one of our original pizza people, Andre. Yes, I was about to say, in prep for this episode, we actually, I think all of us re-listened to the first episode we had with you. And I was actually thinking that you might be one of the reasons where we started to think maybe we should ask people what else is their favorite food besides pizza, because <laughs> it just keeps being pizza. <laughs> I remember <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so Andre, normally we ask our guests, to tell us a little bit more about themselves, but we kind of know a lot about you already. So I have challenged you with writing an acrostic poem using each letter in your name to write us a lovely acrostic poem. So what is the acrostic poem for Andre? Yeah, it was a hard mission uh, doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I have ever did it. So let oh, me start. Okay. A, ambitious in a good way. Because mm -hmm. I believe in our goals in life, in our uh, jobs, we have to be a little ambitious, you know, to, to, to grow in, in, mm -hmm. in any aspect. And I would say neat, because I'm a very neat guy. If anyone here watches Friends, it's a little half reference. Uh, <laughs> uh, D, I am a dreamer. All, all Hufflepuffs are, are dreamers. Mm -hmm. We have imaginations. Yeah, yeah. Not not only imaginations, but we dream for a better life, and we dream mm. about a better place, a better world place to everyone to live. So I am a dreamer. I I believe people will be able to construct a very better working world for for our community in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are remarkable. Yes. Yes, you are. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the eloquent, because I am. I, I believe I am very eloquent and I like to talk a lot. You're on the right podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's one of my strongest traces. Mm -hmm. It's my ability to speak in my public speaking. Every class I ever course, I was elected the head of the class because of my public speaking skills. <laughs> Yeah. So these are the moments where I feel like it would be nice to be able to speak the same language and understand it properly. So if I could mm. understand yours, I would hear you really in your full eloquent self, yeah. you know, because... my full potential. Yeah, so to a certain level you can do that in English, but in your own it's just another level. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same for me in German. I think I can sound a little bit smarter... <laughs> When I'm talking German, <laughs> then I uh, may be in English. I may say that 
I'm a hundred percent behind you because releasing our episode and was like 41 episodes ago, right? Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, that was yeah. a while ago. I was listening and I was thinking, oh my God, my English was so bad. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I tried to study a little more. I tried to practice a little more and hope you all your listeners, sorry. And I hope it's, uh, it's understandable, but I agree with you. I always think I'm, I'm sound smarter when I'm talking my native language. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same. In case that you listeners have not listened to all of our episodes or you do need a reminder, just hop back to, I believe, episode 10, where we had Andre on the first time, where he's telling us a little bit more about himself and his life. Today, we are going to talk a little bit more in detail about wands. Yes. But I would say, for now, Juliana is going to lead us into the news. Welcome, listeners. This week, we are going to have a special introduction to the news. Take it away, Andre. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. News. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That was great. Wow. Oh, Someone's going to take over my job now, Mal. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Andre. Okay, so listeners, we don't have too much in the news this week, but we do have something very exciting in the news. And Mel, would you like to tell us what the first very exciting thing on the docket is? <laughs> well, I think until this episode comes out, it should be also official for everyone to see. So I actually have become the new podcast editor for PortegoCast. Yay. Yay! Thank you! Thank you! <laughs> yes, you guys all know Portego Cast from our episode we did with Allie and also the guest spot we just did with them. And yeah. they are the fabulous vegan animal rights group that Mel is very much so a part of kind of already. And this is just, I feel like for you, Mel, this is just a very fitting thing for you to do. <laughs> Yeah, I I love all of these guys so much and I'm actually really, really excited to be part of the team and, you know, help them out in my way where I can. So until this episode comes out, the first by me edited episode of Protego Cast should be out. So go listen, tell them if it's good or not, if you're happy with it will be the good. result. It will be good. Don't worry, Mel is an expert editor. Please don't get me fired. <laughs> I'm using my seer powers, Mel, to say that it will be very, very, very good because I know how you edit, because you edit this podcast and it will be very good. I hope so. Yes. And so our only other piece of information that we have on the news this week is that Mel and I did a very spontaneous Instagram live. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Juliana was bored. Let's say like that. Yeah, I was bored and I was like, I'm just going to hop on Instagram live. And I messaged Mel. I was like, hey, do you want to come on? If you can, that's great. Whatever, if you can't. And then we hopped on and then we ended up getting the Guinness World Record holder for the most Harry Potter items and the most Wizarding World items hopping into our chat. Tracy who is at the Welsh Wizarding Collector on Instagram. We got to see a lot of her collection and yeah. talk with her, which was absolutely just so lovely. If you want to, you can go and view that video on our Instagram feed. And it was just really fun to hang out with her. So thank you, Tracy, yeah. for joining us. It was really nice to chat with her and so spontaneous. And yes. uh, we had a little giggle at the end where she was actually saying, if I would have known I would go live, I would have taken care of my hair. And I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> 
serendipitous timing, I guess. Okay. And we also do have a few short responses from our episode 50 with David. We have one from Kaylee that says, now I've been singing, I put a spell on you all morning. Because I remember you and I talked about that. We're like, isn't that a song? We're like, I think that was a song. And it is a song. (laughs) And then we have a new friend also. Her name is Sarah uh, or Sarah. I am not 100% sure she's from Brazil, oh. actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. How, sorry. Do you pronounce, Sarah. how do you pronounce her name, Andre? It's Sarah. Sarah. Okay. So Sarah says, the episode is amazing and David is so cute. Yeah. We actually did get also a separate message from her. That mm-hmm. was very sweet. That yeah. made us feel loved and giggle because... Yeah. The following, she wrote to us, Hey guys, how are you? My name is Sarah, I'm from Brazil, and my house is Hufflepuff. I have discovered your podcast recently, and I am in love with it. You guys are really awesome. Thank you. That's so nice. (laughs) And also your podcast is helping me to improve my English. (laughs) Because next week I go to Orlando to visit the parks for the first time, and I'm very nervous about it. So congrats on the podcast. It is amazing. Oh, that must mean she's there like right now, or she's headed out very soon, as of when we're recording. Yeah, so she should have probably been there already. Yeah, when this episode comes out, Sarah, let us know how your vacation went. Yeah, I hope you had fun. And uh, I'm not 100% sure on how much I can recommend learning English with (laughs) us, because Juliana is dyslexic and I am not an original English speaker. (laughs) Maybe not the How to Learn English podcast here, but I mean, if you want to learn some real janky English, you can definitely learn that here. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I mean, next to it, you can learn some Finnish, maybe some German. Um, Kitos! Bitte schön! <laughs> no, but I can say that listening to you guys really helped me with my English skills. Really? really? Yeah, really. Because I'm uh, floored. we Brazilians, we have some difficulty to to learn and we want to to get have a a real good uh, listening and learning english properly we have to uh-huh. to do some private course because uh, our english uh, in school it's not that profound may i say it's it's not so applied conversational yeah exactly mm-hmm. we, we yeah we cover the basics you know he she it's uh, simple yeah. sentences yeah exactly I go to the store. I go to the library. That's exactly the English that I learned. And I had to teach it to myself as well by watching Friends. (laughs) Exactly. So I I learned my English watching Friends. Really? Really. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. But Mm -hmm. listening to you uh, really helped to understand and the pronounce, give us vocabulary. So it's, it's really helpful. So I can affirm that. Oh, that's really nice and also terrifying to me because I pronounce almost everything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> what we are learning from our news this episode is that we are giving people songs to sing. We're teaching people English. We are educating and entertaining far and wide on wow. land and under the sea. Wow, wow, wow. Look at us. We're just so influential, Mel. <laughs> 
Yeah, j just let me say, Sara, if you follow me in Instagram, let's hang out and we're going to construct the Puffcast Brazilian fan club officially. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. That'd be so funny if she actually just like lived down the street or something from you. You never know, Andre. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that's all we have in the news. News. Lovely. <laughs> Hello! Before we jump into our main discussion, in this one we are going to talk about specific wants and their parts. We have actually taken specific character wants, so if you have them at home or if you want to pull them up online before you continue listening, you can have a better vision of what we are talking about and what we are pointing out. For example, Natissa Malfoy's want, Voldemort, Harry, etc. So while you're listening, keep that in mind so you can follow along a little bit better. That might make it a bit more fun and a bit more understandable because it is only audio format and just go ahead and have fun. Our real discussion topic this week is we're going to be just chatting with you, Andre, about where you're at right now in your wand making process. And you have some information about wands and the wands that you created for us, which is something that obviously has developed since the last episode, which was now almost like two years ago. But listeners, you might know that Andre created wands for Mel and I. Yeah. We both cried thoroughly. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was just so sweet. Yeah, after we had you on the podcast, I still remember how I said to, to Juliana that I really, really enjoyed talking to him and we must be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have been become such good friends and we love you so much. And mm -hmm. when you actually surprised us, hey, I am going to make wands for you and you actually made them based on our personality and all the detail you put into it and all the love you put into it and then send it to us. One of a kind, full of love, just, yeah. you know, that absolutely, completely sealed the deal of our friendship. And oh yeah, there's no turning back now. Because there's... <laughs> I mean, I got a tattoo on my back, Andre. I have a tattoo on my back now. So I, you can't leave. It's no, it. I, I won't. You you should probably mention that these that the tattoo has the runes of the one that he put on. Yeah, it's not also. Andre's face. I did not put his face <laughs> on my back. <laughs> no, they are runes. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's the runes that are on my wand. I have them tattooed to my back. So yeah, why don't you update us on what's up with you? Well, guys, so much time has passed since the, our last chat. Uh, so many things happen. Your wants happen truly. Uh, I think since today the two of them was was the I don't know was the the easiest uh, making process that I ever have because uh, all the details and things were just popping out my mind uh, because <laughs> I, I knew you I don't know I, I was making them with such so much love and so much effort they just appear in the table in the making process so Aww. it was really fun to do. A lot of sentiments and emotional involved. Since your ones, I haven't made so, so much once. 
I have been in a phase of not making ones. I don't know okay. why, just I haven't got so much inspiration or I've been in a phase without some materials, without wood. It's the, <laughs> it's mm. the, the principal element, but yeah. I start to vary my account between one pics that I made and some photo editing that I started to make with uh, my Quidditch sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why it's that happened, I, I don't know exactly, but as I entered this phase of not making ones and I was trying to find something else to do to work with my creativity and to help me to get distracted of all the issues of the work and normal life, keep my mind focused and trying to relieve the stress. I gained a lot with that. I discovered a lot of amazing people and mm -hmm. I indicate podcast to them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something really cool about the one universe that happens to me was mm -hmm. a couple of months ago, in the end of 2001, I was selected, I was invited for a Brazilian author who is writing a, a book inspired in the magical world. Uh, it's a book about a Brazilian detective and he's a wizard. It's kind of an uh, oral. He invited me to concept the one design of this main character it was a lot of kind of pressure <laughs> because it's the main character but yeah. i was so honored because this guy he told me he was searching for a brazilian wood maker and you girls know i always like to shout out my friends my colleagues mm -hmm. work I have one in specific that I learned a lot with him. It's Iago from Hocus Porcus. And mm -hmm. for me, he's the best Brazilian wood maker. But this guy, this author, he told me he was looking for Iago's wands. He, he went through another Brazilian wand makers, but he really enjoyed my style. And that for me was wow, amazing. Because mm -hmm. different for the other one makers, I don't use tools, everything made by hands. Mm -hmm. He really enjoyed that. He told me, man, gotta be you, gotta be one of your ones. He gave me the full creativity, liberty to concept. He only asked me one thing. He had the core in his mind. It was Boitata scale core. It's a magical Brazilian creature. It's like oh, a okay. snake on fire who protects the nature. It's a really wow. cool. It's from it's from our folklore. It's a very very rich, amazing creature. So that that's the core. And the only request was about the handle. The handle has to look like a night summer sky. So that was my challenge and I went for it. It was the first time I, I made two identical ones because he mm -hmm. wants one for himself and he wants one for the releasing of the book. He was going to do a giveaway. Ah. So it was the first time I made a one process of making two simultaneously and identical yeah and was a lot of fun was a lot of was really difficult because it's handmading and you know it's not exactly every movement it's not perfect but i did it i i was able to do 99 equal but in the painting process of making the night sky night summer sky with stars i made two different types of painting 
the results are very similar, but I really don't want it to, to put out there in the universe two identical ones. So I made a few things to be unique <laughs> ones in, in some way, in somehow. Okay. <laughs> so that's a, a curiosity about that. Yeah. How long did it take you to finish this? Well, it's taken me about the concept and... Well, I, I talk about that a little bit in our our last episode, okay? When I'm making the ones, I don't have the final concepts in my mind. It's kind of it's going to appear in a way when I'm carving. I don't have the full design covered up and, and everything about that. So this one was the the first time I have to to go carving and planning how it's going to be the end of it. Uh, so it took me a little longer. So it was about one week and a half of the carving process. Oh, okay. For each one or just for one one? For the two of them. Because okay. all about the same time. I did, a, I did the handle of one I, and I carved the handle of the other one. was uh, hmm. alternating in these this types. And usually I, I take, a, I don't know, three, four days to make a one from scratch to, to finish. So it take me this this long, and he loved the final results. I post in my Instagram account. Uh, yeah. People yeah. people just wanted to buy it, and I said sorry, <laughs> it's reserved. I believe was was one of the funniest challenges I'd ever have as a want maker to make one for a main character. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to the book come out coming out in this year. The greatest news about my what making profession <laughs> in this couple <laughs> of these last years. And what is the book called? Can you talk about that already? The name of the, of the main character is Novak. So mm -hmm. the book name is Novak, the Magical Detective. And it's going to be a series, uh, a series of books. And the first one is Novak, the Want Detective, and the Amethyst Stone. Ooh, okay. It's really interesting. He's discovering he is a wizard. He lost his powers in some some way between his job. I, I thought it was very interesting because it's the first time a wizard lost his powers because of the emotional. He suffered some kind of trauma. This trauma blocked the magic in him. The the main character is gonna to to solve all, all his personal problems to gain back his, his powers, his magic. So I, I thought it was an interesting story to read. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking at their Instagram page because I was looking at your wand that you made for them, Andre, and it's absolutely just more gorgeous than I remember it being. Hmm. It's so pretty. I definitely would love to read this book. It sounds like a great book, but I think you told me that they weren't translating it into English yeah. quite yet. So I might have to wait until there's an English translation. Yeah, he, he was working the right book, the printed book. Mm -hmm. He he had the plan of, of going uh, with an ebook soon. And I uh -huh. was telling him that it would be great if he, he could translate for to English at least, right? Mm. Yeah. Gonna try harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make things happen. <laughs> We're going to back you up because we want to read this. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting, Andre, that you got chosen to be the maker of this wand. Yeah, what a special thing to do. It just shows how much you're growing in your wand making and also people are getting to know who you are, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. I, w I was really honored with this choice. 
Yeah. Well, hopefully that happens again. And hopefully more people can get their hands on your wands. I know that you were selling a few of them the other day, but just to people who live in Brazil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So many times uh, people want to buy it. It's not a, a pricey wand, but the shipping cost shipping. is expensive than the wand itself. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit selfishly said, but that just makes it even more special that we actually yes. have a wand from you. So, mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only ones in international ones. Yeah. Well, Jeff has a wand from you. Oh, yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. Because with the second that Jeff said he didn't have his own custom wand, I said, I know the perfect person to make a <laughs> wand for you. Wow. Ah. We are just connected by our wand power, aren't we? <laughs> I love it. I love just looking at all the different wands and I'm someone who can very easily get lost specifically on the wand pages on Instagram. Yeah. Like some of the pictures of people's other merchandise, I'm like, whatever. But these are like pieces of individualized art that I really love. And it's just so amazing to see like what you're doing, Andre, and what other wand makers are doing and how some of them are like incorporating like resin or other items. I know like some of the wand shops are using like old door handles and stuff like that to make yeah. hand make holders for the wands, which is really cool. Which reminds me, we we keep repeating ourselves, but we just really love wands. Yeah. And Juliana and me have befriended yeah. so, many so many wand, wand makers in the last two years. And yes. I just have to mention right now uh, David from Crooked Wands, because he was so nice yesterday sending me a picture of a wand that he is currently working on. It's a hair wand that he is making for someone, and he thought that I would might enjoy to see a progress photo. And it just looks so nice and we both feel like we really want to have one ourselves so <laughs> yeah oh my goodness i just love having all the wands and we have an our other friend orchard works because i have my orchard works wand right here and you have your orchard works wand too yes david might from crooked wands might be making me a six of crows wand at some point because he made one of them that kind of looked like kaz's cane and i'm like oh i kind of need that the only problem is like <laughs> like you said andre it's very expensive to make and ship these ones so i just yeah. don't have the funds to send to him right now for that Orchard Works wand that I just got. It was a geode, a ge geode? Geo. Geode, geode wand. That's how you pronounce it. It is so beautiful. You have one of them too, right? Is yours also feeling so like smooth, smooth and and mm -hmm. soft? Like I was just like, wow, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I got to see them sand it off too. Because I was there, I watched them fully create this wand in front of me. Yeah, which was really cool. So yeah, we we love all our our <laughs> wand wand maker friends all around the world. So uh, we appreciate you all, and we are going to have David on quite mm -hmm. soon, right? Yep. Yep, David will be coming on. What I think is really interesting to see how each wand maker works mm -hmm. in the yeah. making process. Uh, not about the tools, not about how he or she makes the wands, but how the shop works. Myself, I, I don't make customized wands uh, for requests. I don't know the, the, the best mm -hmm. way to, to explain it. Yeah. That makes sense. Some Brazilian wand makers, they have a form, they send you and you mm -hmm. answer. So he creates a wand in basically in your characteristics and your personality. And I, th mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful. But I don't work that way because my wants, I made my wants basically 
for me, it's, it's a process of therapy. It's like my art. And if you like my art, uh, you can buy it. Uh, of mm. course, there, there is exceptions. You, your once was exceptional, but uh, it's part from me, you know? Yeah. I took the first step and said, no, I'm going to make a once, customize with her characteristics. So I work in that way. Other ones make that I saw that works in that way. And it's one of the greatest one makers, in my opinion. It's Kaivox from Kaivox Anders. I learned a lot with him. A lot of the things I'm, I bring to our chat today, I learned with him. Watching his videos, watching his process was the guy that I most uh, familiarize with. And it's really interesting to see how this universe of want making works. You're gonna find your the chosen one over there in this universe. You're gonna <laughs> see it, you're gonna love it, you're gonna buy it. Yeah. yeah, so on that note, why don't you go through with us a little bit about the anatomy of wands, because that is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like I said before, in the last episode, we talked a lot about the making process and why we made that, why I made my wands, right? And I shared a little bit about my disease and how I, I did it to, to keep it under control, was my therapy, etc., etc. Hmm. I consider we don't talk a little profounding about the ones itself. We cover some aspects. Uh, we talk about the flexibility of the ones with something uh, yes, many that people... Yes, something that has haunted this podcast <laughs> to this day. <laughs> we have explained this to, again... Literally everyone. Several <laughs> other podcasts randomly coming up with this topic and talking about you and the flexibility. Because <laughs> people are sometimes thrown off by... Yeah, no one knows what it is. Yeah, by my flexible flexibility of one. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Sorry, Andre. One thing that is interesting, it's... Many, many people think that a wand has basically two pieces, the handle and the blade. Mm -hmm. But a wand, just like a sword or a little dagger, if you may, they have its own anatomy. So we can divide them in four different parts, okay? Ooh. So okay. once again, just making sure... I'm, I'm not creating this and I give all the credits for Kaivox Ender and I learn from him. Well, hmm. learning makes you a better wand maker, Andre. It's always good to be just learning more. Yeah, learning and, and sharing the knowledge. So the four parts of a wand. Let me just grab some wands here to show you or to exemplify. For your listening, I'm going to show you a, a common character wand so you can search for it and understand what I'm saying, okay? I am in my hand right now, Narcissus Malfoy wand. This wand is perfect to exemplify the four pieces of a wand, wand anatomy. So we have this tip over here, right before the handle, looks like a, a pyramid, okay, a silver pyramid. This mm -hmm. part here, it's a pommel. Usually, this pommel is in a sword. It helps to keep the balance of the handle and the blade. The handle is the grip part. It's the part you're going to hold it. It's the black part with these little dimples. The guard is the third part. The guard is the part it's going to separate the handle and the blade. The guard, uh, as the name on says, uh, in a sword, it, it helps us to don't get 
hits by the other blades when mm. slices from the blade of your own sword. It stop it on the guards. So the guard here, it's somehow a piece of protection, okay? And we have the blades, the full straight and black part of Narcissa Malfoy's wand. This is the basic four parts of a wand, a wand anatomy. Yeah, okay. It's not a rule, it's not required to everyone, but it's, it's the basic principles. You're gonna design a wand, you can think about these four pieces or not. You're gonna forget one and at least two of them you're gonna have to make, the handle and the blade. Besides this wand anatomy, the wands, they can have some basic classification of four different styles. Oh, okay. They have the conventional styles. The conventional styles are the ones who follow these rules of the four pieces, the four parts. And they have proportional size, proportional balance. This is a conventional uh, style. Mm-hmm. We have the traditional style. The traditional style, are according to Kyvox, is the one type of the wand that most wand makers do. It's the ones they put some wood in the lay and they just carve in a way and make a, a stick look thinner and something very straight. Ooh, like Newt's wand, sort of. Mm. Exactly. So it's a it's a type of wand. Uh, it's it's more. It's really simple. It looks like a stick. It's yeah. more traditional. Mm-hmm. So this one's the traditional style. We have no conventional style. This one is the ones who have unconventional forms. Uh, they can be difficult to use, difficult to handle. So uh, let me just back up a little bit and give examples to make that clear. Yeah. So yeah. for for the conventional ones, the ones who follow the four parts rules, okay? Uh, we can think about Harry's ones. Harry's ones, mm-hmm. we have the the handle, and the handle uh, really looks like a bark, a very mm-hmm rough piece of wood and the pummel part we can see that the bark is thicker so yep i'm actually seeing it (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm imagining Emel is directly looking at her wand collection i'm I'm having all the ones here so (laughs) so harry's wand have this piece of bark who is thicker in the place of the pommel to give the balance so gets thinner in the piece of the bark so gets a little bigger again and have a transitional part, okay? We have the piece of the blade, but that part before the blade, when the handle gets thinner, then gets a little thicker again, it's the guard part, so we mm. went to the blade. Harry's one have like a blade inside a little piece of the guard itself. Uh, it's like two pieces of blades, you know? It's a very nice one. Another type of a conventional style is Narcissa Malfoy, like I, I, I said before, I use it as an example. Tina Goldstein, from those who prefer the Fantastic Beasts ones, Tina Goldstein mm-hmm. has a very traditional style ones. The traditional ones, the ones who are very straight ones. Cedrico Diggory's ones, it's a oh, yeah. traditional one. Yeah. Ginny Weasley, Shoshank, uh, Hermione. I think Sirius also. Sirius Black. The original Luna one, which is my favorite one. Exactly. They are all yeah. traditional ones. And the non-conventional. The non-conventional is the one who, who had different formats and can be difficult to use. 
And I can get get as, as an example, Victor Krantz wants the handles, it's shaped like a bird and really reminds me the front of a Viking boat, a Viking ship. Mm-hmm. It's really weird to handle. Bring the world first ones, which look like a, uh, a stick. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy it, but it's really hard to use. Yeah. A lot of Death Eaters ones are unconventional formats. The most different of the styles are the heavy styles. These ones, the heavy ones, they have this name because they have in some points in the four pieces a disproportional weight. So the most common type of heavy ones are pommel heavy ones. The ones who are heavier Ooh. in the pommel side. So Alastor Moody ah. is a pommel heavy one. Skander. Voldemort. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in Voldemort once in one minute because it's a very <laughs> don't jump the gun, Mel. <laughs> Sorry, Andre knows what he's talking about. <laughs> it's a very interesting one, Voldemort. So I'm gonna keep it for last. Yeah. Uh, okay. So do you remember Skander, the Circus Master from Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, he has uh-huh. this he has this ball at the yeah, end. Exactly, it's a heavy, it's a pommel heavy one. Uh, Minerva McGonagall, pommel heavy ones. And the pommel heavy, you basically need to hold it very back to the grip, you know, uh, a little backwards to the handle so they can be Mm -hmm. the good balancing point. So it's the most common type of heavy ones. Mm -hmm. But we we have handle heavy, we have guard heavy, we have blade heavy. Uh, it's, It's really not that common. And all these examples that I have, like Ron Weasley, Queenie ones, they are all pommel heavy. Mm-hmm. This is the basic classifications of the type of ones. Myself, as a wand maker, I like to, to keep in the traditional style. Your ones, you, you could see, they have the four parts. Yeah. Juliana. Not as much on the pommel. Not as much as the pommel, but that is that is a why. Mm-hmm. Don't have a pommel so much heavy. It's because in your case, I needed a blade with a very smooth space for carving the woods. When I was making it, I thought that if I put some pommel over there, we'll, we'll take the, the impact of your runes. Mm-hmm. So, it was, yeah. so it was my choice to not put some pommel over there. So, yeah. but I put all the balancing points in your guard. So when you hold it in your handle completely and in Melanie as well, you can feel the grip is right in this in the in the guards. Mm-hmm. My thumb fits like perfectly on the guard too. Exactly. The 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 holding part is in the handle. I'm sorry. The balancing points is in the guard. So it keep it comfortable for you. Yeah. So Voldemort's ones, why I think Voldemort's ones is so interesting? Because Voldemort ones, for me, fits in three types of the styles that I mentioned. For me, fits as a pommel heavy ones, because the, all the weight is in the, this little bone bird shape uh, <laughs> in the end of the one. It looks like a, yeah. a phoenix skull, I don't know. The weight is all up here and you can see it in the movie. Voldemort holds his ones really, yeah. really in the pommel area. So could be classified as a pommel heavy, but his ones still have all the four proportion. You know, we have the pommel, we have the guard, the guard, we have the handle, and we have the blade. 
So it could be also a conventional style and could be an unconventional style at the same time because the shape is so weird that it's really difficult to use and to hold. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the most interesting one because it could fit in any one of these classifications. So that's why I keep it for less. I can't decide which classification I would give it to it. It's an oddity, just like Voldemort. It's yeah, under. exactly. It's unique and weird. <laughs> Whenever I think of Voldemort's wand, I have to think like he must have had another wand when he was a kid because... I can't imagine pulling that wand out of a wand box and being like, aha, I hand this small child this ugly looking wand that looks like a bone because it's like, it literally like looks almost, like some... Almost two years later, we have the same discussion about it because we still can't believe that a kid would get a scary wand like that. <laughs> Is he just handing it like, and the Death Eaters too, are they just like handing skull wands to like small children being like, aha, you shall be evil, have a skull wand that's vomiting a snake. Here you go, small <laughs> child. <laughs> we, we, we already shed about that. Yeah. Death Eaters, I really believe they, they bought their uh, evil looking ones once they are all grown up. Yeah. Because Ollivanders sell it for adults as well because no one's... They break and you have to get mm. another one. I think I heard some theory. I don't remember who was it and where I, I listened to it. That Voldemort's wand could have been transformed like Voldemort was transforming himself, his appearance during these years doing dark magic. And mm -hmm. not just his personal appearance will be, you know, turning to a snake and getting all the form but also his wants because you know for someone the ones are it's somehow living creature uh, yeah for me the one aspect from Voldemort is pure cinematographic and was pure yeah uh, <laughs> designed for the movie in my head Voldemort's one in the books does not look like that I think it's a very regular one Yeah, I did not imagine that either. Even JK, all the time she mentioned once, the ones are so small. It was like, you know, a piece of mm -hmm. pen almost. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like those magicians with the big head taking off a rabbit of the, <laughs> the stove. Mm -hmm. Andre, I have a question for you. Just talking about like Voldemort, because I know we talked about how, before how wands have like personalities and that kind of plays into their flexibility. So it kind of makes them like a sentient but yet not sentient being in a way. Do you think that Voldemort could have turned a wand into a horcrux? And if so, why do you think he didn't choose his wand? Because I feel like that's a pretty good horcrux to have because who's going to take that and who's going to expect that? That's evil. Uh, that's a very good question. Let, let me see. Um, a Horcrux. I like to ask all the hard-hitting questions on this podcast. Well, for, first of all, I don't think that a wand should be a, a, the best place because if you get hit by a very good Expelliarmus, you lose it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. even Voldemort, and I don't know if his wand was inflexible or not. Mm. They could change their fidelity. I was thinking, I was just about to say that an, a Horcrux only could be made with objects, but I forgot Harry was kind of a Horcrux. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a very complicated question. Yeah. You thought you were going to come on here and just talk about straight up wands. <laughs> I told I... you, when you come on for a second time, it's going to get more challenging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah each, each time you come on, we make the question successively yeah, harder, harder. and harder. The real answer is he didn't think about that. <laughs> I think yeah, the correct answer. I think that's answer, probably a good answer. But if I were him, I wouldn't do it because a wand can break yeah. in the middle of the battle. And... Mm. Even if it was at Orcrux, I don't know if he can fix the wand later. Maybe his soul will be over there, living in the breaked wand, but with what use, what purpose? Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't, though, because when they destroy the other Horcruxes, the soul part of it dies. So I imagine if you put your soul into the wand and the wand was destroyed, then that would also destroy the Horcrux inside of it, just based off of what we see with the other items. I wonder, since wands are sentient and the core is, is magical and can actually also die off, I wonder if something evil like a horcrux would immediately destroy the core of the wand and the wand would then be useless. Yeah. And become the core. Or that, yeah. Yeah, so you could... Mel, so if I kill you and I put you into my wand, I have a Melanie evil... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I have a Melanie Core wand. It's it's vegan, technically no. speaking. Why would you want to kill me? You can have <laughs> me as your body like this. But I want a vegan wand, Mel. And you're a vegan, so yeah, if I put you in my vegan. wand... Yeah, that's not vegan. You killed for it. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana, I'm shocked. Let's not go that far. Are we okay? going to bring back Backstabber Cast now? Because, I mean, no. I never started Backstabber Cast. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> One thing about core, I'm come back a little about Voldemort. Maybe I don't know if a uh, uh, unicorn hair will accept yes. part of his soul. I think it it's would too die. Pure. Yeah. Yeah. Or I I don't know even if he had the power of put his soul into something so pure as a piece of an animal, as a phoenix or as a dragon, because they are so powerful and magical. Maybe they could repel Voldemort's soul. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I am not a mythologist. You have to chat with Newt about that. Yeah, let's call up Newt. Yeah, <laughs> get him on the phone. Bring, 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 bring. Oh, he's not answering. Oh, okay, we'll get him. <laughs> we'll get him later. Funny thing about cores, once I was thinking, why anyone ever made a wand with a little hair of a house elf? You know, like a, a <gasps> wand with a little hair of Dobby. Dobby would yeah, very gratefully give anyone his hairs. He only has three, but he happily <laughs> gives them all. <laughs> yeah. Because house elves are so powerful. Mm, that's yes, true. they are. I, I was thinking about that. It would be a very powerful one. I feel like there are so many other cores that could be super powerful as well, too. And just given like the passage of time and how things evolve over time, I can't imagine that those are the only three cores they would ever use for no, wands. No, no, no. We, we see in the books that there are others. That's just the ones yeah. that Ollivander Ollivander's, prefers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, you're right. It's Sorry. Ollivander Methods. Yeah, and everyone in England only gets their wands from Ollivanders. And that's how he's able to <laughs> keep his business open, because he's the only wand maker ever in all of England. They have been mentioning in the book two or three others, and then Ollivanders' article on the website also mentioned several other wand makers that had specific wand cores that they like to use, but he, in his opinion, doesn't think they are very suitable, and so on. So it's yeah. everyone's... Just like Andre... Mm -hmm. 
rather has his own way of making them and what they look like and how he creates them than others. Yeah, we have we have a lot of interesting histories in America. Uh, I think Louisiana one one maker was only using a, a certain type of fish of the region, mm-hmm. al- almost uh, extinct the the species using this only kind of fish. We have some stores selling ones for secondhand ones in the Diagon Alley. Don't the books mention that, or I'm just dreaming. <laughs> dreaming about that. That Braun has a secondhand wand, but he gets it from his sibling. Yeah, he gets from his brother. Yeah. Don't remember there being a secondhand wand shop. I remember there being like a secondhand robes shop. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that they don't sell other secondhand items either. So I could definitely see there being either a secondhand shop for these things or definitely a black market for wands. I mean, especially if we're selling Mel Soul wands, I have the capitalization <laughs> on that market. No, my soul is not for purchase killing or anything for usage okay it's mine I head on over it. to veganwands.com and i can sell you <laughs> a oh. real vegan wand core <laughs> this is a real spirit of veganism in these wands vegan ones actually exist right we have jitany ones we yes, have jitany's yes, ones true. for uh, i believe sun bungles Actually, just as a side note, I have been asked for, now that I have joined the Protego Foundation, that I am giving a short description of myself so they can post about it and introduce me. And they asked me to choose a vegan or plant-based core. It could be any type. And what did you choose? What do you think I'm going to choose, Juliana? Potato. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that right away. There was no hesitation there at any capacity. So people know immediately that I would say. <laughs> it's a potato. I mean, honestly, I would probably choose vegan pizza. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> Mel, what kind of potato is it? Is it a raw potato? Is it a mashed potato? Is it a scalloped potato? Is it one of those weird little potato poofy thingies that you and Sophie eat? I love them all. So it's just everything in one. It's a golden potato, Juliana. A golden potato. It's a golden potato. A golden potato. Wow. I'm blown away. Yeah, sorry. That was just a side note. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great, Mel. I'm here for it. One want in mind that I still want to ask you in what category you would put it. And that is actually the elder want. How would you categorize that one? Okay, good question. Um... You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Kitos. <laughs> I'm in between two. Okay. Two classification. I'm between the traditional. Mm-hmm. Even they have these little balls yeah. all over the, the wand. It's still a very straight one. Mm-hmm. So it begins with one side and go getting smaller and smaller and smaller through the tip. It could be a traditional but could be a non-conventional because of the format. And mm. I never hold it, the elder ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that That's something hmm. pretty uncommon, right? Should I get it? Wait a moment. Mel's going to go get the wand, the elder wand, the one that we're going to see a lot probably in, in the Fantastic Beasts. No, yeah. Actually, the one we're probably going to see the most is probably going to be Jacob's wand because everyone wants to know what the heck is going on with that. Ooh, Jacob's wand. Yeah. So I think that it is quite heavy in the handle area. Okay. It's a very large handle, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has this little... Runes. Runes happening here. This would be the handle, and it stops here. This would be the, the guard of sorts, but yeah. it is quite quite heavy in the... In it, it's, comfortable, it's comfortable to use, to hold it, or you think it's a little strange? I think it's quite comfortable. Okay, so I would yeah. say traditional. My own is definitely like fitting perfectly for me, but this is... It's a little bit strange, but it's not uncomfortable. Okay. That looks so long. That wand is so big. It really is. The wand that you made me, Andre, you is still like a, of a decent size. Yeah, look how much bigger that yeah, is. Yeah, that's huge. I'm not a fan of very long wands, but I, I would classify it as a traditional because of it's a, it's a very straight one and... Yeah. We don't exactly have the four parts well definite. Mm. We have some kind of pummel over there in the beginning. So we have a very long blade. Uh, I can't see the guard. At last, the guard would be after the runes. This little dimple after the the runes. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too much in the middle of the wand as a guard because the unless you have really large hands. Yeah, agree. I, I think it's a wand for you hold it right more into the middle of the wand. You you mm. should hold for spelling something. I think if you hold it uh, in the beginning near to the pommel, it's gonna look weird when you feels weird also. Yeah, when you launch some spells, I don't know. You kind of grab more towards the big bump. Yeah. I mean, everyone holds a wand differently, but this feels the most comfortable for me. I'm gonna say a traditional style. Okay. These are the character ones that are all quite huge. There are differences in length, but they are all quite huge because I think it's just movie-wise making more sense so you can yeah, see them better see them. and that's why they replicate them also. But I have noticed that actual wand makers who are making them themselves from real wood, they make them shorter and more realistic, I think. Yeah, since we were talking about the Harry Potter ones and we went to the Fantastic Beasts series, have you felt, felt the difference between the styles of the ones from the Harry Potter series movies from the Fantastic Beasts movies? Because Bohana was mentioned in an interview, Harry Potter series were based in a more gothic style. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Beats series, they went more for some Art Nouveau style. Yeah, you can tell. I definitely feel that the Fantastic Beasts ones are more... Adults? Refined, maybe? Elegant. Colorful, more elegant. Yeah, they definitely do have a different look to them. Yeah. They feel like more expensive, I guess, in a way. Like they use elements that are shiny or yeah. smooth, not as rough around the edges. I feel as though the Harry Potter wands feel more like they were made out of pieces of wood, whereas the Fantastic Beast wands are like, I have a gemstone and a marble <laughs> shaft to my wand. It's like... It's very interesting because we can see in the series the difference between the style from London, London style and German style, European style to American style. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Queenie's ones, it, it, it's a very pretty and Serafina ones, it's also a very elegant one. But Tina, Tina's ones, it's, for me, it's very elegant, 
but it's very I don't know it's it's all made of wood it's very traditional in, in some way it's not so art nouveau as the other ones mm -hmm. and in the movie in the Fantastic Beasts 2 we have French ones and mm -hmm. they are all so elegant with so much detail and metal detail so little little strange ones I believe she has a French one right so Flamel Nicolas Flamel once it's very detailed, but we have some very different styles showing up, and, and that mm -hmm. makes me very excited because next the the third film we're gonna have uh, I believe very Asian style ones because Ooh. a lot of of the movie trailer oh, yeah. it's based in Asia right yeah and I hope so there is a glimpse of some Brazilian ones. And I yes, can't yes. wait to see the reference of what artistic movements they're gonna bring for the Brazilian ones. I think yeah. maybe some Baroque, maybe some tribal styles, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. really, really excited to see this film and to see the ones they're gonna bring to us. And oh, can't wait. Yeah. I think, Same. Andre, I feel like if you're up for it, one of the things I would love to challenge you to come up with the wand for the woman who is running for supreme <laughs> woman of the world, whatever that title is. <laughs> I feel like she needs an Andre Wilson, at least like designed. You don't have to actually make it, but I would love to hear like your design concept for her wand. If anyone is qualified to make this wand, it is you. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm gonna take this this challenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna start to think about it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Take your time. We're we're the movie's not out for a while. We're still gonna be podcasting for a very long time. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be really cool because obviously we don't have her one. Uh, remind me of her name, Andre. I can't remember her name. Um, Vicencia Santos. Yes. Vicencia. Vicencia Santos. Vicencia Santos. So Miss Santos, we do not have her wand. And I think that you would be the perfect person to design her wand, Andre. Yeah. You have so many ideas and you have so many things. I can just see it in your eyes of what you want. <laughs> and so let's let's make it happen. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like it. For her, it will definitely be some Baroque style because she's the supreme. Man. <laughs> Uh, which, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Mel will just goat you out. <laughs> this minute was brought to you by goats. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. So I, I, I'm going to take this, this challenge. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see what you come up with for her. Who knows? Maybe uh, I actually made this one and sent to the actress. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, that would be cool. Let's let's make some noise when it's everything ready. <laughs> I you, you got you got at least one loud Juliana behind you and probably one pretty loud Melanie coming up right not quite as loud cuz I I'm pretty hard to beat on the loudness scale. Yeah. So, do we have anything else still to add to that or are we moving on to the game? I think we covered a lot of stuff and I think leaving Andre with a challenge is a great way to end this and this one discussion. Yeah, we covered. Yeah, we already covered the one-on-one -on -one making understanding one's mm -hmm. class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is two point yeah. As we labeled it in the document, this is Andre two point <laughs> Thank you so much, Andre, for giving us all that wonderful information. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was great. 
We just love having you. And we're definitely looking forward to your concept slash creative wand slash whatever you decide to do for our lovely Miss Santos Supreme Batman <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Mel's like, I hate Juliana right now. She's <laughs> yeah, making me. I... <laughs> this is going to turn into a zoo episode. <laughs> No, you should add in different animals this time, Mel. I know. That's what my thought was already. Yeah, add in a lot of different animals. I want yeah. you. Can you give me a chicken? I have actually a whole folder full of animal noises that I put together. So, What noises does a giraffe make? If you say so. You can you can clip that, Mel, and put it over something that I said. Uh, I think that is just as bad as the cursing, so maybe not. (laughs) Okay, so what we will do next then is we will play our game that we play with all of our listeners. Are you puffing kidding me? And you've played this once before. So the rules for this game are every person has one quote unquote fact that they will tell about them to the group and the group must vote if that person is telling the truth or puffing with them. And each person guessing can also ask one question of the person giving the statement. <laughs> and Andre, would you like to go first? Yes. I'm already reading what he wrote in the doc. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> I think I'm going to turn out my camera so you can see if I'm lying or not. <laughs> but uh, I stole Melanie's idea about work. Uh-huh. So I have worked giving people hugs. What? Puff hugs. <laughs> my job was to puff hug random people. What was the general like job description for this? Okay, I'm not going to say everything. So I will spoil and, and give you the answer. But job description for being accepted was to be the nice person I could be and bring joy to people by hugging them. That that was the mission. Was that like a volunteer kind of work? Was that paid? I was paid to hug people. I'm going to say okay. that this is true because all the Hufflepuffs who come on here have such a hard time lying to us, even when they come more than once. Andre has been our friend for so long now. Yeah, I think, and this seems like a job that you would have, Andre. I definitely see (laughs) this being some kind of job that you acquired somehow. He has the happiest smile on his face right now. He's like, yes, I hugged so many people. It was so nice. Okay, me and my friend Sarah, who you all also know by now from this show. Yeah. We have been taking part to a scavenger hunt called Gishwis a couple years ago, and there was a task where you were supposed to go out on the street and actually randomly hug people, just like that. And she actually did that. She hugged lots of strangers, and it was making some people really happy. (laughs) Others were freaked out, and they were like, nope, because we are still in Finland and people don't like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But some were really happy. So we have actually done this kind of thing and I could actually see Andre do this because he's just such a loving, warm, big-hearted person that I could definitely see him going around hugging people. It's true. I say it's true. It is oh, true. Oh, God, sorry. You both... <laughs> you get, it's okay. Mel, said, Mel had decided already, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, said it's, it's true. true. And Juliana said so too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I said it was true. So ju- just explaining. How did you get this job? Yeah, tell us about this a little more. It was, it was in my university. 
I still was studying and we have the marketing merchandise work in my university. Uh, when people were coming to have their tests and make the, the proofs you know, to, to enter in the university and stuff, they all come so anxious and nervous. So the, the university makes uh, an action. So we put a lot of people with giant plushy arms to hug people and wish them a good test and was was really fun and really work work out people were happier and oh that's so nice go to the that's test so very sweet. very lift so was a was a real job <laughs> Wow. As I said, it's such an Andre thing to yeah. do. So, yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> I, I have a very large blue plushy arm and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a good test. And we hug with the plushy arm way before pandemic time. Yeah, pre-pandemic, yeah, obviously. Pre-pandemic, yeah, of course. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I'm glad that that was true, honestly. Yeah, me too. That made me really happy. <laughs> yeah. Mel, do you want to go next? I can go next. Okay. So, as a teenager, I used to work as a sort of tour guide in our neighboring village's castle. I think this is true, because I think you told me a, a story before about you coming home from somewhere where that turtle followed you. And there was some turtle involved with you coming back from a village, and that was coming back from this job. Well, yeah, I am from the countryside, so there's lots yeah. of lots of villages around. What were some of the places that you would show us, Mel? Can you give us a miniature version of this tour right now? Give me this tour. I want to know everything. It was about... it was of the castle. So we in our neighbor village that. Oh, this is the castle. I'm going to come see, right? No, no, no. When one? when I was a teenager, when I was still in Germany. Oh, this is the German castle. We do have oh, a sorry. castle here in Turku as well, but we have one in our neighbor village, Germany, where I come from. So mm -hmm. it was off the castle, so inside the castle. Yeah, but like, can you give us a preview of the tour? I would like to know what special things I should see inside this castle. A castle has many, many, many rooms. So you would, uh, for example, show the rooms of the king, the queen, explain uh, who has been residing there and what time. You would show the ballrooms, the kitchens, the dungeons, of course, where the prisoners are kept and the grounds also, because there is a lot of water and little lakes around it and a big forest. I don't like your level of vagueness and your level of compensation, and I don't like how you said there was a king and a queen in there, because does every castle have a king and a queen? They used to. Oh. When the castle is not lived in anymore, it's often turned into a museum. No, I mean, like, in that time frame, weren't there, like, lords and ladies who had castles? Well, later on, yes. But they used to be originally a king and queen, a royal line, and then it was taken over by Lord... I think he was actually... Yeah, it was Lord Rasfeld, which is the ta the little village where the castle is. And it was taken over later by the Lord von Fehlen, who is from a neighbor village. Liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Why? I don't know. I'm just getting like overcompensation vibes from you, Mel. I'm actually telling you the truth. I can also tell you that the highest tower was 52 meters and it's the highest tower of a castle in that area. I have a question. Yeah. 
You're telling me you work as a tour guide to your neighbors? In Well, there would be coming bigger buses of tourists who would want to see the area. And the castle is one of the big destinations to go to. And I would be, to earn a little bit of extra money, I would give these tours to little groups. Okay. Sometimes you have like older people who are coming from some further away town or you have a school or kindergarten groups that would come and you would show them around and explain the history of the place. Do you remember the first time you did this tour as a guide? Yes, I was actually 17. I was not allowed to do it by myself. I had a supervisor with me, but then when I was 18, I was doing it by myself. Okay, have my decision. What do you think, Andre? I think it's true. I'm going to go with false. Are you sure? Yes. Are you really sure? Mm-hmm. You really want that point, don't you? Yeah. You can still change your mind. Nope, I'm sticking with false. <laughs> the more you ask, the more I think it's false. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you believe me? I actually looked up all these facts. <laughs> I can tell when you're overconfident. I, I was getting big, like, you know when you told that lie about like, how tall the mountain was? That was the vibe I was getting off of this. I think I was actually convincing. <laughs> you were. So it's false. I knew it. Ha-ha. It is false. Oh, damn it. Yes. But this castle does exist. It's in our neighbor village. Everything I told you is actually the truth, except for that I didn't do a tour. <laughs> I got both points this time. I can go into, I'm going into this round confident. I'm going to give you all a choice because I have two. Do you want something that's running related or do you want something that's work related? Work related. Work related. Okay. I've had many food service related jobs, but I've never actually worked as a waitress. Working at Starbucks, is that counted as waitress? No, no that's, that's a barista. Barista. What was the first place that you worked? Well, the first place I worked was this gift shop called The Paper Store. And then I worked as a barista at Starbucks. And then after that, I worked as an ice cream scoop at Friendly's. And then I worked at the dining hall at Framingham State as a sous chef. And then being a dietitian is kind of also a food service related job. I've also done like food waste reduction within the food service industry. I've I've worked as a cashier, also food service related. Where did you do all this? Because you sound like a hundred year old woman. (laughs) I mean, I had a lot of jobs in college, I guess. (laughs) So you were working everywhere for like two weeks? (laughs) Give or take, but... I, well, some of these jobs I was working both at the same time. Like I was a tutor and a barista and a cashier all the same. And then when I went back yeah. to school, I had other jobs. I think it's true. You never worked as a waitress. Me too. The world's easiest food service job to get. Mm-hmm. I'm going with truth because if you were a waitress, I think you'd be so stressed and that would be awful for your health. So I'm going to say with true. <laughs> you know what Juliana does all day? Yeah, my job right now is way more stressful than being a waitress. <laughs> she is stressed. She does a lot. <laughs> I've always heard some of the stories of the people that, I, um, that I'm in contact with and my lovely adopted grandparents and some of the shenanigans that they get into. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so Andre says it's true and I say it's true. It is true i've never worked as a waitress which is like actually given the number of food service jobs i've had it's so bizarre that i've never actually worked as a waitress because i've literally done everything else okay that did not change anything for me and you because we both got two points points. Um, and andre had made one point so now we are at 
the guests having 30 points, Juliana 21 points, and I have 16 points. I'm sorry, guests. <laughs> no, you are very are well winning. in the lead. So you are definitely winning this year. <laughs> okay. Yay! Well, Andre, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. it was so lovely to have you back. And just especially for an episode that is just after the celebration of Friendship Day. And you are yeah. one of our dearest friends and we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you guys too. Just want to thank you one more time for the invitation and to hear me. A lot of things I have to say about one. And thank you so much for the space of being here. I really love it. Well, we love having you. Yes. Hello, dearies. Talking about wands today, I would love to know from you what kind of magical wand core would you choose for yourself when given the choice? If you would like to give us an answer, please send an email in at puffgaspod at gmail.com or contact us on all our social media. Andre, thank you again for joining us. And if our listeners want to find you, where can they find you and all your amazing wands? Well, they can find me on my Instagram, Wilson's Wands. And I am on Twitter, also Wilson's Wands. But I'm really more active in the Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Follow me, follow my work, my crazy edits. And <laughs> they're great. Let's chat about wands. Yeah. Okay. And listeners, if you'd like to get in contact with us here over at Puffcast, you can listen to us on all platforms where podcasts are found. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at PuffcastPod. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Puffcast. And we're also over on TikTok very casually at Puffcast. <laughs> You can email us anything about wands, any th deep thoughts you have, anything you would like to say at puffcastpod at gmail.com. And if you like us so much, you're just like, wow, I can't get enough of Puffcast, the podcast, the fabulous little Mel and Juliana doing their thing. Well, if that's your attitude, you can support us over on Patreon for as little as $2 a month and get access to our Buttercups Tea Room. We're working on the Discord right now. That should be coming up in some time frame unsure and we have stickers and so much more and we also donate to charity every month if you'd like to leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts we would love you and so so much and we would love to read it here and you can also leave us a review on spotify which is just a five star rating system as of right now but every star counts just like you andre thank you for being our star today <laughs> thank you so much my friend my estrella Estrella, Estrella. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, Andre, Andre has the stars on his arm. Is this, is it Estrella or Estrella? Estrella. Estrella. Yes. Ah, it took me a moment. To that's that's me. <laughs> to yeah, yes. that's my brothers. And he is our star today. So thank you, Andre. Thank you, my dears. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. And listeners, until next time, stay puffy and badger on. Yay! <laughs> that was really cute. Oh, that was so good.